0: Welcome to Real Life from NVAR. We are very excited to be joined today by TJ Doyle, Director of Advocacy Communications for the American Public Transportation Association and formerly the Director of Executive and Digital Communications for the National Association of Realtors. TJ is here today to talk about the importance of transportation issues, how they affect the industry, and what realtors should study up on to best help their clients. TJ, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Uh, it's a pleasure, coming from the former world of real estate associations at NAR uh, and then jumping over to APTA in probably the last six months. The the real carry-through that I saw um, between what I did at NAR and what I now do at APTA is we always talked about how the real estate was the lifeblood of a community. They connect people, places, things. Well, in the world of public transportation, we consider uh, ourselves the, the backbone of communities. So there's a very easy and uh, nice carry-through between sort of the two topics and in industries. Um, I'm already working uh, on the APTA side with some of my old colleagues at NAR. We've done some research reports together, uh, which is something we can talk about in a little bit, about basically transit-oriented development and housing near public transit and the importance of that and what that means for businesses and, and the like. That's
0: great. Um, So jumping right into it, what, especially now it's your new role, what can you see as kind of the most common connections between transportation and real estate and specifically what what things our members should know about that?
1: I mean, I think your members probably already know this, but having the options uh, in terms of a bus line or a rail line, light rail, heavy rail, um, passenger rail like Amtrak or VRE... um, The more options you have in terms of transportation, the better the housing environment is going to be. Um, This is both in the business sense and the residential sense. Um, For those uh, in the area, obviously, Amazon is coming down to the the Crystal City uh, area, and What Amazon said was partly they chose that area because it already had transportation around it. But the other factor is now that Amazon's coming in, you're seeing uh, proposals for the new metro stop that's going to go down there. They're probably going to increase that BRT line that runs right up Route 1 in in Alexandria. So um, as a realtor, you're already looking for the best fit for your clients, and transportation is going to be a factor. So if you have a family that, that has no vehicle or plans to perhaps get rid of their vehicle, you're going to be looking for something along the orange line or something along the red line where they can, they can buy and never have to worry about uh, what they're going to do with that car. Uh, and that's actually an influence in sort of the, the property and the property value is you might be able to save some money uh, finding a place for someone where the parking is not going to be something that sort of puts them over the top because they're able to take a bus, they're able to take a train uh, to work at home, and they're also able to take it to education, to health care. Um, one of the things we talk about, about is every um, public transportation trip provides an opportunity or uh, addresses a need. And, you know, that's, that's why we think it's so, so vital to invest um, overall, federal, state, and local, in public transportation options. Um, and I think your members realize that, but I think it's never more apparent than in a, a metropolis like uh, the Northern Virginia area, the DMV, um, where they see uh, the results of having housing near transit.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned that and NVR is a strong supporter of multimodal transportation products. Can you touch a little bit on what multimodal means to those who might not know and how it can enhance a community?
1: I can because now I've been at APTA long enough to to realize what multimodal actually means. Um, but that's the notion of it's not just bus, rail, public transit. We now have the Uber and Lyfts. We now have the scooters. And we basically want to connect All those pieces in terms of getting someone. If someone's taking the metro to work, but then they still have probably uh, half a mile and they want to take a lime scooter, you know, that connecting all those modes of transportation is sort of, I go back to us calling ourselves the backbone, but public transit was actually probably the first shared transit. If you think about it, people riding together on one vehicle to get to another location, so you know the New York City subway in the nineteen hundreds was shared was a shared economy was was shared transit so we are we are trying to connect people uh, in the easiest way possible. As we look forward to 2020 and beyond, we've talked a lot about, about shared mobility. So how do buses, trains, light rail connect to the Ubers and Lyfts of the world and the scooters to provide the most seamless uh, transportation experience for everyone? Because uh, that, that's, I think that's the whole goal, is to make the process as simple as possible. You see the new technologies now where In certain parts of the country, uh, in a Denver or Dallas, you now have apps that allow you to book both rail, bus, Uber, scooter, and that just makes it easier for everybody. And the less anyone has to think about how they get around, I think the happier they are.
0: So two years ago, a significant amount of Northern Virginia's transportation funding was diverted to provide needed funding for Metro. Current legislation in the Virginia General Assembly attempts to replenish the critical funding for the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority. Um, you know, we a lot of people talk when they think about Metro, they talk about or they focus on expansion, uh, and but you know we mentioned that in order for Metro to really for people to really get the full effects, what's there needs to work first. And we saw um, you know a lot of maintenance stuff going on last summer, and they're continuing to go through that. But uh, just talk a little bit on kind of the importance of making sure what we have works. Before we even really
1: focus on expansion one of my biggest focuses in my role as director of advocacy communication is um, educating and informing about the need for increased investment in public transportation across the board. Metro, along with other legacy systems like in New York or in Chicago, they need the federal investment to repair, maintain, and improve the systems. Um, If you do that and you have a more reliable system, we have seen that you will increase ridership. It'll be a more enjoyable experience. More people will take transit. The whole ball gets rolling there. Um, Metro itself has tried to do that in terms of shortening hours. And doing maintenance at night, so that they can uh, get to the state of good repair. Um, the number across the country is the state of good repair number is ninety-nine billion dollars would be needed to just get these systems back up to what would be that normal ability to operate. You get there, then you can start having the conversations about the Purple Line expansion and expansion westward and and and, and the like. But really, it's this need. Initially, to invest in surface transportation across the board, particularly in my case, public transportation, um, and it's super important. In 2020, we are nearing the second month of the year. The end of the second month of the year, in September, uh, September 30th, 2020, the FAST Act expires. This is the current surface transportation legislation. If that expires, that program completely goes away, and that's the program that is calling for increased investment in pro- projects such as the Metro projects, uh, but it's it's along the lines of $178 billion over six years would be needed to get us to the state with good repair. Um, it's not a grade I love to talk about, but the uh, American Society of Civil Engineers, ASCE, always gives out those, those grades. The infrastructure grade uh, for the past few years has been a D minus. So overall, it is acknowledged that we are in vast need of improvements at the federal, state, and local level to our systems. And it's baby steps. Get that investment, the systems begin to improve, and then you see these other benefits that, that come with that. So um, I think because we're here in the Northern Virginia area, well, MOD is the greatest example, but you see this pop up in, uh, all over the country, uh, and I think that's that's the first big step.
0: And so just kind of on that point, if you're a realtor in this area and you have someone who's come moving to this area is totally new, not familiar with the area, you know, they've, they might've heard about um, the vast number of options they have between Metro, the buses, all of the, like the ride sharing apps, all that kind of stuff. What, what do you think is something that they might be wanting to learn up on to really, you know, to sell that to a potential client, especially people who are new to the area? What is something that they can kind of hang their hat on as far as we kind of, we have this in the pipeline, we have this going forward to, Kind of sell the idea that you know this you know, it being a big metropolitan area, we have a sound public transportation system already
1: in place. I think we are blessed. I know that uh, if you hang out enough on Twitter, you'll see people complaining about Metro, but we have a very strong foundation with with our rail system, with our bus system. Um, there are BRT lines, bus rapid transit lines, where they already exist in Alexandria. They exist in D.C. D. where you see the red uh, painted bus lanes. There's also conversations with as many people that come here to to work uh, for the government, to work for different industries, of expanding along the Route 7 corridor. So from Alexandria all the way at the Tyson's Corner, um, you see that there's a recognition by politicians, by local agencies, um, that when there is that need that they are going to push hard uh, to find the transportation options for folks and to either support them with additional funds or to build and expand in, in other ways. So, I think, as, a, as one of your uh, realtor members, just showing people that, uh, you know, maybe break out your app, pull out Google Maps or the Transit app, and show them, just from where they're looking, all the different ways that they can get from point A to point B. Um, this morning, uh, I looked. I live in the, the sort of Alexandria-Arlington border, I had four or five different ways to to do bus routes to Metro to get here. That you know, before I worked at APTA, I would admit I would have just hopped in the car or I would hopped in Uber and done that. But now I'm a good uh, torchbearer for the public transportation industry. But it, it is amazing in, when you finally look at that. And if if you're if you're talking to a client, when you just show them that they might be from an area where. They never even considered it the bus. There are different parts of this country where the bus just means rural um, transit for those that are going to healthcare.
0: So, can you talk just a little bit about the overall impact transportation ha- ha- transportation has on quality of life in the area, uh, bringing businesses to the region, um, making it easier for people to just get around the area, whether it's schools, businesses, all of that.
1: Um, it's really easy to talk about. One of the things we're doing at APTA in 2020 is speaking broadly about public transportation gets us there. And what does that mean? Well, it gets us to jobs. It gets us to opportunity and access, and that's access to education. That's access to health care. And in doing all that, it builds stronger communities. It builds a stronger economy. Um, we've seen specifically in the Amazon example, businesses very much in the area care about the transportation options. And it's not just Amazon. If there's transportation around where they're building or located, that's going to help workers get there. So it helps employees and workers. So it's it's this notion of the 30,000-foot approach to, to what public transportation means. Um, it means cleaner air. It means less congestion. Uh, it means job creation. And we talk very broadly about it, but specifically in NVAR, you see the impact, you see the ability for people to move around, to get from here to there very easily, and that makes their life better, that makes their business better, uh, it makes their community better.
0: And just, here's just kind of a question I thought of as you were t- saying that. When you having experience in this area and living here, is there something you think other metropolitan areas can learn from the Northern Virginia area and some of the things they've been doing recently?
1: I mean, I think we are blessed with a robust amount of options of how we get around. I, I don't know if I don't want to speak for other metropolitan areas, but the amount of businesses around here that try to find a way to offset transportation costs and encourage the use of public transportation, I think, is great. Uh, at APTA, we do that uh, with uh, subsidies for our Metro cards. A lot of other places do that. And that's something that, as, as a realtor, you could be talking to your potential client and saying, if they're moving to a specific job they know about, asking HR about that. Or, as they perhaps move to the area, and begin that search, Um, that's something that uh, I think a lot of the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia companies do uh, to encourage, honestly, less cars on the road, less gridlock, and in the grander scheme of things, uh, a better environment. And one of the things we see in our research that over the last 10 to 15 years has actually become one of the talking points about public transportation is it's not just about getting folks places. It's not just about boosting the economy. It's about what we do by getting cars off the road and cleaning up the environment. And we see that it's not just demographics. It's not just the younger generation. It's actually just something that's risen in the overall responses to surveys we've done over, say, the past 15 or 20 years, that the environmental impact of how we get around is important. People realize that, I think, now more than ever. and so that could be a conversation uh, with someone who you know, might have a car, might want to get rid of it, or has two cars and wants to go down to one car, and that you have this ability. And we didn't even talk about the, the VRE and Mark. So we, we are blessed with virtually every option short of a ferry uh, to, to get around that we talk about at, at APTA. So um, I, I think uh, the Northern Virginia area is pretty blessed, despite what sometimes you will see uh, on our favorite social media feeds.
0: So just to circle back again to uh, another specific project, uh, can you talk a little bit about the Long Bridge?
1: So not an expert on this, but I do know uh, that this would be a huge boost for VRE and Amtrak as well. Um, They're talking about building another bridge across the Potomac, um, sort of up by the 14th Street Bridge and the train tracks next to it if you're, if you're traveling and you look over and really that's going to increase capacity. That's going to make it easier to get folks in and out. And for VRE's sake, I think it'll allow them to perhaps expand themselves further South or at least run more lines. I know one of the things for some of the VRE and Mark trains is, you know, they can only run in certain times of the day, obviously the heavily commuted times of the day, but if they build this and in increase capacity, they can run more trains. They can get more people in and out of the hubs of DC, uh, right now LaFont Plaza and Union Station, uh, at least coming from south to north uh, via VRE. And it's just, this is one of those projects that it'll be in the works for a while, but you'll start to see... If and when this is approved and starts the ball rolling, you'll see expansion all the way down south. You will see the building, perhaps, some more housing units, because you can say to someone, you're going to be on a VRE line that can get you into D.C. in 45 minutes, even though if you got in a car, it would take you an hour and 45 minutes. So I think it's going to have a big economic impact um, for the state of Virginia, for D.C., for Maryland, um, all of those different enterprises.
0: So we, uh, so we touched on Lawn Bridge. We talked about metro uh, expansion versus um, maintenance, uh, you know, we, the importance of multimodal transportation in the area. Um, what are some actionable things that realtors and our members can do to stay informed about these issues, get involved, if it's something that they're passionate about, about uh, whether it's you know, just getting more information about it or feeling like they are in a position to contribute in some way. What are some actionable things that the, the realtors can do to kind of be involved on in these things?
1: I always found uh, during my time at NAR that realtors, when they are passionate and they mobilize, they can make a difference. And when it comes to public transportation, you're going to have state, local, federal issues that you're going to have agencies that are talking about that that aren't real estate uh, association necessarily, but Virginia has a Virginia transit association. Different states and localities have transit associations that are trying to educate on, in Virginia's case, it would be what the governor's new transportation bill is. They're putting out information, and um, we have what we call the voices for public transit. That is our digital grassroots advocacy effort. It's much like we did with homeownership matters at NAR, and I believe NVAR has something along those lines, where people that are passionate about the issue of homeownership or the issue of public transit. Just signing up for one of those email lists or following their social media feeds, you're going to see the latest and greatest news. And every once in a while, you're going to be called to to action, whether that's signing a petition, whether that's sharing or retweeting, whether that's contacting your congressman or senator. um, That's the easiest way to stay informed. I mean— it's hard to avoid the conversation of housing and or public transportation. You see it every day in, in the news, um, whether it's your Google alerts or you're on Twitter or you're on Facebook. And just staying informed on what's, what's happening and issues that really affect your business. And so for realtor members, you know, what, what is affecting your daily uh, showing of homes and your daily closings? And if it's a new transportation bill, if it's a new housing development that's tied to transit, knowing that's going on and then deciding to get involved either at a very simple way of signing up for an email list or contacting organizations that are really part of that project, um, it's it's easy to find that information. And I think um, your members, uh, realtor members, are great about going to bat for communities. And the good thing is they're they're on the same side as the public transportation advocates fighting for bigger, stronger communities. One other thing I would add, and I know this from my previous life at NAR and working with you all at, at NVAR, one of the biggest things you can do is follow what NVAR is doing. Your association is a huge advocate for transportation. And the social channels, the website, all the mediums that NVAR is communicating with you, follow what they're issues and topics of interest are in the transportation realm and get involved there.
0: So I've got one more question before we wrap things up. Um, and you can take a second to think about it, but have you had any memorable experiences on public transportation re- recently? Maybe a funny story, maybe a, 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 something made you smile, maybe uplifting any, any, any noteworthy public transportation experiences that you want to share?
1: I will say I've not had any horrible public transportation also experiences, good. which is great. Um, <laughs> I have one that's very simple. I now take the the metro to the bus to, to get home and you're usually racing at the Pentagon to get from that metro to your bus stop at the, the bus terminal. And I ran onto the bus, and I just went to the back because I'm a big guy, and I like to sit in the back and spread my wings back there. And as I sat down, paying no attention to who was around me, spread my arm out and basically hit the guy next to me. And as it turns out, it was an old coworker that I hadn't seen in about two years. And so the bus ride's probably 12 minutes to my house, and so I was able to catch up with someone I hadn't talked to in forever because we were sitting on the back of the bus. So it was a really nice thing. It was a really simple thing. I will say that my uh, mental well-being Without having to be stuck in some of the traffic in this area, has really improved. Uh, I certainly listen to a lot of podcasts. Hint, hint to those listening to subscribe on Apple and Stitcher and wherever you may get your podcast. Um, but it's really, it's just a great way, and I can get work done. Um, I've just really enjoyed the experience, um, and it was just nice to catch up with someone who just randomly because I happen to be on the bus.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, it goes to show we have all those great options, but it's still a small world. So that's yes, a, it is. Yeah. So I think that's a good place to wrap up today. TJ, thank you again so much for joining us. We were really happy uh, to hear and, and hear from you and, and share, share these issues with our members. I think it's something they definitely care about. And like you said, realtors are definitely a group of folks who, when they care about an issue, they go to bat for it. And uh, we, uh, we expect to see the same about this. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. I think it's great that you guys are uh, bringing in folks that uh, are outside sort of the real estate realm but totally tied uh, to the industry and what your members are doing. Thank you so much.